Welcome to Mud Blood Podcast. I'm Ethan, and this is a podcast dedicated to Harry Potter and all things in the Wizarding World. Just a side note, yes, I know our audio is not very good right now. We're going to fix it, I promise. Give us a chance. So, the little thing I want to talk about today, mainly because I think it's just a fun little thing, is um, when I was doing my study abroad in 2012, um, for my 20th, yeah, my 20th birthday, my mom sent me on this, like, little guided tour thing of London, and it was actually really fun. Um, so, it was through this company called Brit Movie Tours, and they have what, five different, um, oh, I self conscious about, oh, five different guided tours that you can do so they have a london bus tour a london guided walking tour studio tour and then an england tour where they take you all around england and then they have a tour for private groups of london which is a uh, bus taxi so the one that i did was the guided walking tour which is a two-hour walking tour um so they take you to different spots all around london um, and you get to see different bus they filmed so they start you at Westminster, and then... Did they film at Westminster? They did film at Westminster. Near Westminster. The, so the two, in the fifth movie, when they when Harry goes to the... When he goes to his trial, oh. they go through the tube station. That's at, that's at Westminster. The Westminster tube station. Interesting. You know, I think... Like, I know that it's not, like, practical, but I feel like the... I think it would have been cooler had you... Like if they if the tour had like started off like through the years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you started off with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone first, and then then gone to different things. That's sorry, I didn't mean to. Pause. Yeah, no. I think that would have been really cool. But um, so yeah, they start you at Westminster. Um, I think we ended in some random place in London. It was really kind of fun um to see like the different places and how they've changed over the years, like the. I don't know if it's still painted this way now, obviously, because that was over 10 years ago, almost. But when... <laughs> it was over 10 years ago. <laughs> it was over 10 years ago. Um, but the the pub that they filmed The Leaky Cauldron in, it was painted blue instead of black, like in the movie. And they had, like, this little sticker of Harry Potter in there just to, like, show that this was a Harry Potter filming location. I got to see some of the markets that they used. Um... Or like the like the crowd scenes and stuff, and then the little where you ended, which is this random street in the middle of London, and it was it's a street that they mainly sell like occult stuff, so like witchcraft stuff or books about witchcraft. So I did go into a bookstore and I bought my big, huge Grimm's uh, fairy tale book from there. So that's where I got that. So I didn't want to buy something witchy because I'm not a witch. You're literally going on a Harry Potter thing. I know. It's kind of ironic. But I didn't. I was like, no. Uh, the girl was really cool. She was really fun. Uh, she probably doesn't work there anymore. But she was really knowledgeable. And they led you with a wand. So you would just follow this. This I followed this little blonde girl with a wand. 
all around Pokemon. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And random. Yeah, but you sent me that thing on TikTok about the the Harry Potter tour, and it just got me thinking about when I did that. I was like, oh, that'd be a fun little jaunt oh. I could talk about. Sure. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. I I was just I was watching TikTok earlier. I I really I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm sad at how much I've started to watch TikTok. I, it's awful. I always feel I feel so much worse and more depressed after I get off TikTok. It's just awful. I really don't like it. Um, you just but, have to find your spot on TikTok. No, I know. It's just like it just makes me feel like oh, I'm not accomplishing anything anymore. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I I don't know. I I, I don't love hate relationship with it. Kind of. Um. But the one thing I noticed on there, there was a. This was always bothered me too. Always, 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 always. Um, and it deals with the Goblet of Fire. Okay. Yeah. So if you had to think of the Goblet of Fire, like what's one thing that you're like, oh yes, that bothered me. Is there anything? Uh, it's probably the two tasks where they're not. Definitely not. They're not watching. Definitely anything. not. This is before. Oh, before. Very early. Is are we talking about the book or the movie? Both. It's actually referenced in the book and it's in the movie. I have no idea. All right. So in the book, you remember they're using the it's the I think it's the flu network, right? Yeah. So it gets there. And wait. Is it, is it not? What are they using? Port key. Port key. You're right. No. To get to the World Cup? They use a port key. No, I know that, but don't to get to Di- Diagon Alley, isn't it? Maybe no, it's it's actually sorry, movie. that's in the second one. I'm I don't yeah, I'll I'll my bad. That explains a lot more. Yeah, no, it's in the it's in the second one. Um for some reason I was thinking the fourth one. Um but no, it's in the second one, you're right. And um, she said they're going to Diagon Alley for the first time. And in the book, it says like Ron goes, and then she's like, "Hey, be sure you speak clearly." Mm-hmm. And then immediately Harry goes and doesn't say it clearly, and ends up diagonally. Is like splint or something. Yeah, I don't like stuff in a different one. Yeah, something weird. But it always bothered me. Like in the book, it reads so perfect. It's 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 obviously a joke. Yeah. Right. Based, you know, it's it's meant to be humorous, not to Harry because it's yeah. it's tragic. It's probably traumatizing, but like to the reader, it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, but then in the movie, the same thing happens. Right. And so, um, like I knew it was coming. If, if you saw it, you're like, oh, they're actually doing this. That's kind of funny. Um, and then it just bothered me because he gets in there <laughs> and she says, speak clearly. And he says diagonally. <laughs> it's like, that makes absolutely zero sense. Like I, I could get it if it's like a diagonally, right? Yeah. Like, I, but you can still, still hear diagonally. I think it's different because in the book. We're we're in his headspace a little bit more, and he talk and it's. I mean, it's like a third person limited view, and it's mentioned that when he breathes in to say the word, he breathes in like soot and smoke yeah. and stuff, and that's what makes him not be able to speak clearly. Whereas that just makes him look like a complete utter idiot in the movie. In the movie, yeah, in the movie, I'm like that. Just it sounded like he was saying diagonally. Yeah. It wasn't like like I could get it if you're like saying diagonally really fast. I could get it. Yeah. But it doesn't really sound like diagonally. They're two different words. Yeah. Even if you say it British, like you know, with a diagonally, right? You know, like diagonally. It's it just like it's it's frustrating because I was like, that the the thing on on TikTok is they were sitting there and they're like, no, it's a joke, and they're like, no, it's not a joke. I was like, no, the whole thing is a joke it's for the audience. It's totally a joke. Um, because in the book it's written as a joke. Yeah, it just wasn't as well set up in the movie as it is in the book. Well, I, I think it's. I honestly, I don't, I don't. I think it would have been fine. I just, I think it was a, it was a, a misstep on on probably Daniel Radcliffe. Well, 
or the director. I know. I was saying. I know. I was saying. Or the director. Like more Columbus this fall. Like they. Yeah. Like I think they could have done that better, but it, it just always bothered me because I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, that was that was not a good payoff. <laughs> like when you watch it, like that always really bothered me because he clearly says diagonally. Yeah. And it didn't sound like. He just wasn't speaking clearly. He just said the wrong word for whatever reason. I was like, it just always bothered me. Yeah. And I'm glad somebody else pointed it out, even though the, the person had, they, I don't, I don't really remember what they, I don't know what they were trying to say in that. But I mean, I was like, no, it's, it's, it's obviously intentional. Yeah. It was definitely <laughs> intentional. He was told what to say, but it just, it didn't work out as well as it does. I mean, in the book, it's still been funny, but it's not supposed to be like, oh, Harry's an idiot funny. It's more supposed to be like, oh, it was an accident. Poor baby. Yeah, yeah. But in, like, in the movie, <laughs> Harry's an idiot. In the movie, it just looks super stupid and yeah. weird. It just looks like a dummy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even know. If, I don't know about, yeah, maybe, but I mean, it's like he just completely misheard what they're going. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're just going diagonally. And it's just always bothered. I think he was probably said you need to say diagonally so, it makes, so that you ending up in Nocturne Alley makes sense. And he's like, okay, because he's 12 and doesn't know better. I mean, he had done like two no, movies before that. One. I mean, I know about being just, a Harry Potter movie, but it just still just it just doesn't make sense in the in the movie to me. I'm like that just that doesn't flow. Yeah, the way they did it, and it's always bothered me. So yeah, that's the one thing that I really, really had a hard time with. But go ahead. Let's. Do you have anything else? What's um, that? I mean, can we talk about the fact that they have two two whole events? In the Triwizard Tournament that no one can watch. Like, that is kind of weird the more I think about it. I know we were talking about the second movie, but you started off thinking it was about the fourth movie. And then the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I mean, I know no one was paying to go to this, so it's not like anybody, like, wasted their money. Well, like, I, w- I always thought it was kind of weird anyway, because they never addressed several things, because you had whole schools or maybe not whole schools, but at least a huge portion of the schools mm-hmm. coming to other schools. Yeah. Where are they having their classes? I assume they're having them in their their things that they they came in. Like I think Bobaton is having classes in their little horse carriage, and I think Durmstrang's having their classes in the pirate. So it's like a TARDIS situation. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way at all. Because I've always wondered, I was like, then where are they staying? Because they, they mentioned seeing them coming out of those places a lot. When, they, like, oh. when they're on the grounds, they mentioned seeing the Bobaton kids coming out. They mentioned seeing the Durnstrand kids coming out. So I always assume they lived and did whatever classes they needed to do. Because I think they only brought their 17-year-old. They wouldn't have brought but, their entire class. Well, I, I've, always, I've always thought it was kind of weird. Because that's one of the things that she, Maxine gets mad at is, if we had known that we could have brought yeah. a m- more kids, we would have, because yeah. Harry's only 14. I just always thought it was kind of weird. Like, in, in in hindsight, the whole thing's set up really weird. Yeah. It's just like, well, why didn't you just, you know, it's have a goblet of fire that went from school to school and they picked your champion? It's called the... The author wanted a sports book. I mean, no, I mean, I, no, I just, it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because even if you're talking about like a World Cup, you have qualifiers in different countries. Yeah. They don't actually all go there to have qualifiers. Yeah, but I don't think she understands sports. If you really break down, like, even Quidditch, she does not understand how sports work. I don't think Quidditch is that bad. It makes sense. 150 points for one ball. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter. The point system, I mean... I mean, it it, does matter. Not really. You make one position the only important position. But it's it's, it's not the only important position. You typically don't have one player who is the important player. Like, you end up having players that are important, like Messi or Brady. But, like... 
You, they're not the only important people on the field. You're telling me that that in American football, mm-hmm. the quarterback's not the most important person. They are one of the most important. They are the most important. They're the only one with like really on the rules offense, to protect. They are the most important. I'm just saying they're the only one with like specific rules to protect them, like super super protective of. Very well. The kicker also has a lot of a little bit, but nowhere near as much as the passer. I'm just saying, like, yes, technically there are roles that are inherently more important in sports, but it's usually not only one role is incredibly important. Like, there's been there are tons of times in the book that like they weren't doing anything. Harry wins because he gets 150 points for one ball. Okay, I mean, it's just more. It's just Typically, and small, and sports you award it based on the challenge. That's yeah, all, but that's, that's not. Point. I mean, I'm not saying that catching the finish is not challenging, because obviously it's meant to be. But it is kind of funny that it's like, hmm, which is why I think real time Quidditch, which or whatever they're, I think they're playing at quad ball now. They like lessen how important the finish is. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it, but I mean, like, I still well it, because it, okay, let's it's because in in um. In real, in real terms, you can't use the z-axis. You're only using x and y, or well, x or y-axis. Well, like if you're talking about a three-dimensional plane, your z-axis is the one that goes, like you know, the third dimension. Okay. And so, like, since you can't go up, basically, I guess more of a y-axis scenario. But like, because they can only run side to side, you can't really go up. So there's not. It, it already is limited anyway in the ability you have. But I mean, it, that's probably the reason they lessened it in the real person, the muggle, muggle game. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with the 150 thing because, you know, you watch the, the, uh, when you watch it on the films anyway, like they're, they're scoring left and right down there. Cause it's a fast paced game. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really bother me. I mean, how many how many points is uh, a regular one worth? The quaffle? Yeah, ten. Ten points. Yeah. So they just have to score fifteen times. And there's one quaffle, right? And so they just have to score fifteen times. But and it also there's no time limit on when the snitch is caught either. So like it could literally be an all day, all night thing. Well, they talk about like some of the World Cup matches taking like months. Yeah, and so like that hundred and fifty points, it just can't end until that's over, and then it's a bonus. But like. I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. It totally makes sense in sports sense to me. I don't know. It didn't used to bother me, and then I heard somebody else talking about it, and I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. Well, I mean, that is kind of weird. But like, I mean, you have to look at why did the match go on for months? Because they couldn't find the snitch. Because they couldn't find the snitch. Because it's that important. Like, because it's that tiny. Yeah, because that's it's that important though. Like, that's why it's worth 150 points. Because otherwise, the game can't end. Because mm-hmm. that's only when it ends. So okay. like, I to- it totally makes sense to me. In that sense, uh, if you've, I don't know if you've actually ever read the page of like the little tiny book, uh-uh. but the origins of the Golden Snitch are horrifying. <laughs> so much. Also, if you think about it, um, the last Pride Wizard tournament should have been, I guess, the year before Harry was there. Yeah, but they said they hadn't done it for I don't remember how many years. For one, so people died. Yeah, but like, they had too many people die. But why they all of a sudden start to do it? See, that's what. That's this, this is my favorite thing. We're not not actually. We're not going to do it because people are dying. But we're going to bring it back now that we have the dark wizard back. 
Let's bring it back. That makes so no sense. That was before. That was before World War came back. No. Yes. Because the Triwizard Tournament is how he came back. But he was already kind of there he, in the first the episode, the first movie. No, I'm saying, but like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, but it he doesn't. He wasn't corporeal until. No, but it doesn't like negate that. Like he was still existed. Yeah. But it's kind of, kind of weird. It's funny because how convoluted that plan was for Barty Crouch Jr., but it actually ended up working so well. Because he had to get <laughs> a 14 year old survive these tasks. To get him to this great job at the end. Well, I, I, saying, I, I don't know that it was. I don't know that he had to survive, did he? Well, he needed his, his living blood. His living blood? I would assume. I'm just saying. Because I don't know. It says living blood, does it? I mean, it says blood of the, blood blood of of the, the enemy. enemy. Yeah. Thing. I don't know what the whole quote is. I'd say, like, here's like, the I assumed he needed to be alive. But I don't think he's the only enemy either, though. Yeah, but he he specifically wanted to No, 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 I know. Because Wormtail no, no, tried no, no, no. multiple times. Like, I, get hey, that. Harry I get that, but like, let's say the whole goal was to kill Harry anyway. We know yeah. that. So like, let's say Harry died. Still plenty of enemies. Yeah, but he could have... I mean, yeah. But like he Neville Longbottom. I mean, I guess so. Totally would have been the blood of his enemy. Like Or Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, the plan wasn't foiled. I think it's just like, oh, we can kill him. It's really not that big a deal. Let's just have some fun. Well, someone pointed out on a different podcast I was listening to, that the the Triwizard was a long drawn out plan, but there there was like another plan that if this didn't work, that's how it was then the Triwizard plan. But it, in the book, he uses the Imperious Curse on them, um, Barty Cross Jr. as Moody. He actually like Imperiouses all the kids. So one of the podcasts I was listening to thought maybe that was the plan. If he was able to Imperious Harry, yeah. he could have just gotten Harry there at any time because he has him under under control. But Harry was so resistant to the Imperious curse. Um so he had to do the long the long drawn out plan because well I can't Imperious kid because he's gonna fight it all. Is it because of Harry or is it because of Voldemort? I think that's Harry. I think it's Voldemort. I don't think that's Voldemort. I think there are things that are Voldemort like the parsley tongue is obviously Voldemort. But I don't I think Harry is very strong though. I don't know. I think and I like, honestly like I believe he could have learned off limits if Snape hadn't been. I think the the main the, like, the main takeaway I really did get this from the end of the you know the the seventh book is that Harry's really only strength came from his connection to Voldemort. Like his his strength came from Voldemort. Well, I think that you're supposed to learn that his ability to love is what makes him strong. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, that also, of course, that is what makes like, him I don't strong. Think but, like, I don't think he was a... I don't think he was a super strong wizard because of that. I think that I just think, helped him. I mean, I think there were things that helped him, but I don't think that the connection was the only thing that made Harry a good wizard. It was the only thing that made him special. Like, I think Harry, at his core, is a very determined person. He's very stubborn. So I think those kind of things, that's what helped him with being able to throw out the Imperius curse because being a stubborn person and being strong willed, someone else's will is not going to overpower your own. Except it's a forbidden curse because mm-hmm. it literally overtakes everybody or but, literally have no control over it. Like that's the whole deal with some it. Some people uh, can throw it off. We're told that. Who? I, I don't remember I'm pretty sure any it, examples it's of that. Because like the forbidden curse is the whole thing because it takes away your will. 
Well, but you have no will over it. Lesson is him seeing who can fight it and who can't. Like some people, it they can fight it all they want, but they're they're going to go along with it. Whereas Harry is not is able to fight it. He was he he was imperious by his dad for like years, and he was able to fight it. And he imperious his dad. His dad couldn't fight it. Party crow. Oh yeah. So I mean, people can be imperious and they can fight it. I don't think they can fight it as much as I don't think they fight it. I don't know. I don't, Harry I don't. is the strongest at fighting it that we're that we see, but we do see other people able to fight against it. I don't necessarily mean. I don't think it necessarily them fighting against it. I think it's a lack of concentration on the person doing the spell to get distracted or something. That's what I would assume. Because the whole deal with that they're being unforgivable is that they they literally take away someone's right to exist. Fully, you know, like, yeah, but I think it, we do see other people who are able to fight. Now, whether it's based on concentration of the person or that person's will or a combination of both. But I think that you have, like, I think there is a strong willingness. Where, where is it? Where are those people? Where are the, where's the, it's all in four. I don't remember them ever fighting it like that. Because it's not explained. It's, it's, it's always not explained, so you just, you, made, you have made that assumption. <laughs> it's not explained in the movie, and I don't know how. It's been a while since you've read the book. Yeah, the book is way been. more in depth, way more explained. I don't remember anybody fighting it. Mm-hmm. Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch Jr. both fight. Mm-hmm. I still think that, that Harry's the reason he was... I mean, you look at multiple things, like why everything that Harry had and was is because of Voldemort. Some of it. Like his powers literally were part of them were in Harry, mm-hmm. and then also he had the wand that was the related to Voldemort's wand. Mm-hmm. Like their, I mean, just you know, through their destiny was linked. But I mean, and that 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 brings up another something I was going to talk about in the next podcast. So I'll just save it. But like this, it it, it illustrates my point of we don't really know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not. It's not said. Or and I think that I do actually typically like stories that are like, oh, we don't know. Yeah. Like it's kind of you can take it how you want it. I do love that idea because it leaves it ambiguous, and that I do like that. It's just it's it's interesting to think about mm-hmm. the fact that you know maybe Harry was never that great. And one thing that does bother me is that after Voldemort died, I I totally get that you know the Horcruxes kept him alive. I get that. But, like, it's, I guess it makes more sense the more I think about it. But, like, I never really liked, in the first one, how he's just vapor. on the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wasn't even vapor. He was just, like, possessing someone, but yeah. not even. He was, like, part of someone's head. And then he's, like, floating in the forest. And I'm like, I don't like this. Like, I always thought it was very weird. Mm-hmm. And I guess it doesn't make sense if I think about it now. I do think a lot of things that don't make sense in the earlier because I had no idea what she was doing because she's a first-time writer. Yeah. Um, because she talks about him possessing animals. I'm like, does that mean that, like, these little poor rats that were being possessed with, like, little tiny Voldemort on the back of their head? Like, that's... I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it doesn't... I mean, he possesses the snake, but we never... But Nanini yeah. never has... And it's just weird. Like, head. the only reason he could come back was into his own body. Just because it was his body? Like, why isn't he a, a face on the back of his own head? <laughs> you like, know, like, what happened to his nose? Like, I, <laughs> I'm never going to explain this. And I'm like, yeah. you have to. It does, doesn't make it a lot of sense. Because, like, 
the whole deal with the Horcrux is that he will never die. Yeah. Which I totally get that. But to me, that doesn't mean that you're a spirit, necessarily. Mm -hmm. That just means that you don't die. Like, can you have another body? Or when, when does that mean when you come back, you just can't have a nose? Like, what does that mean? Well, I think she's, one of the things that she said she'll never explain is how you make a Horcrux. I'm like, okay, so we, you have right. to kill somebody. Yeah, well, that's fine. We know that part. That's fine. So that means there has to be other things that you do to create the Horcrux, which I 100% don't tell them, because there will be people who are crazy enough to go do it, because there were people crazy enough during the Twilight craze to act like they were vampires and make people's blood. So, don't do that. People do that before Twilight. Well, um, but is losing part of your body part of the Horcrux process? Because we see in six when he when we actually see all the memories of the book and not the movie, which is always my biggest gripe about that movie. He's becoming less and less human every time he, he sees him, which as he's making these horcrux, he's becoming less and less human. So it's almost like did he give up parts of his body to be as he did horcrux almost. Is he becoming less and less Yeah, he talks about like when he so when he's in school he's very handsome, he's looking and then he sees him we see him a couple weeks later after we know he's made at least two horcruxes and it's like he's something about his outline isn't right and his eyes are starting to glow red so he's physically changing during these years as well so either he's doing this as a side thing because he doesn't want to look human or it's part of the horcrux process oh it's becoming evil yeah which like, other evil people in the book that are not we don't see well, yeah. <laughs> we don't see them, is what I'm saying. I mean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, um, I just, I don't know, like, I knew part, I, it's part of your soul, though. Like, yeah. I don't think you're, I mean, I guess it can affect your appearance, but I would never take that to be, yeah, it's part of your body is changing. I mean, I guess if you're chopping off limbs and crap, but, yeah. but I don't think he was, like, I don't know. He was definitely physically changing as well. So whether the physical change is, is part of the horcrux process or not, we'll probably never know. There's just, there's so many problems because like, okay, so he was a little spirit, mm -hmm. right? And then we don't, and the second one, we see him as like basically a horcrux. Yeah, we see the horcrux for him. Which, which is probably the strongest which, horcrux. Is he even real? Yes and no. Because he's able to like, so he... Is this all figment of their imagination? No, I think he. So, if that, well, so my question is, if that's the case, then why is he around, floating around as a body somewhere else? Because that wasn't him. Because that's the Horcrux. I think you can use the Horcruxes or having Horcruxes to recreate your body somehow. Because and so, this whole time he's floating around, yes. Instead of just there recreating, could two, there could have been two whole works. No, I know that. I'm just saying, like, I get what you're saying, but like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. If he could have created himself back like he did with Tom Riddle, mm -hmm. why didn't he do that in the first one? Because he needed help. And also, How did he also need... didn't know what she was okay. doing. Okay. Like, what did he need help with? I, he needed help to do these things, I think. To do what? To make himself a body. He had to okay. have a body made. Right, okay. I, no, I get that. I get that. But how in the second one does he magically have a body when he's Tom Riddle? Because he's drawing away Jenny's life force. That's what we are told. And so he's creating a so body. So once Jenny is dead, he will be a full body again. So he's using Jenny's life to suck her. So, okay, that's fine. Totally cool with that. How did he not take away 
was it what coral <laughs> how did they not take his body i don't like I... what and like so I, I'm, I was always kind of assuming it's more of a, a representation like maybe a figment of their imagination but some kind of projection but like the older the actual voldemort's still out in the middle of the world yeah and then the third one he's not there at all which that's yeah. probably why i like it the most then in the fourth one or is yeah. the fifth one the no when he comes back. The four... that's what the post and all that stuff i no. What are, you, what are you saying? The, the fourth one is when he we have this magic potion that brings it back. Right. Right. I'm talking about the one with, with David Tennant. That's the fourth one. Yeah. So, like, we have the vision because yeah. he's, he's starting to see in his mind, right? Yeah. So, he sees something in that chair. Yeah. What the heck was that? Hmm. What Horcrux was there to draw on a life force <laughs> on top of who? And it's not corporeal, corporal anymore. It's a real freaking body that he's seeing. There's what is going on? Really, um, out there theories no about that, and they're really kind of gross. Which I can tell you it, but it's gross. Like it's kind of so. A lot of people's theory, and I hate the theory, but I kind of believe it, is that Bertha Jorkin was pregnant. Who's that? The so there was a ministry witch that went to Albania oh, and ran into Wormdale. Um, we know that he killed her to make Nagini a horcrux. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I was like, you almost think it had to be some sort of fetus. So, some people think that she was pregnant. And he... Sure, whatever. I'm just saying, like, I, you have to assume... A fetus. Again. Because then they milk Nagini, and they, right. he lives on Nagini's milk, which people are like, how do you milk a thing? And I'm like, do you not realize that she's a venomous snake? They milked the venom. I think venom. a lot of people don't. They milked the venom. <laughs> they milked the venom. Which is what I always that, assume. That's that's how snake dies. Yeah, it's how snake works. Oh, I, 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 well, you say milk something. I don't necessarily automatically go think of pulling fangs. I think of pulling titties. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, let's be honest. I know snakes don't have mammary glands. Yeah. So like, I don't. I just. I I've always assumed because like there's so many references to it being something grown. Especially in the end, when he's yeah. in the in, in the the white train station or whatever it is, the little the fetus, right? And right. like, what is that? So like, that makes yeah. sense. And I've always assumed this, but if so that's much. but if that's the case, it's nothing. Still makes sense. But Nagini is a horcrux. I get that. But what happened? How did he? Because we're assuming a fetus is a living thing. Yes. Why is he not just attached to the back head of the fetus? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Again. Have a, has a face yet? Yes, it does. No. It definitely does. Weird. I don't like it. The more you think about this, the more the less sense this makes. I'm just like I, I start I like just and then so many things that bother me. I like I love it for a story, but I'm like, what what the heck is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, no, the books have slightly more explanation to things, but sometimes I'm just like, how this? But not happen? really. But not really. Like we know that he he says he created the potion. With the the blood and no, I get the po- that, that doesn't bother me at all. That doesn't bother me at all. Potion and witches make sense. <laughs> the baby bot come from. I don't think it really matters. Like <laughs> to me, that doesn't make. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess because he has it there. Yeah, the body bot. I mean, obviously, yeah, it came from that and the bones of his father, right? Yeah, bones, and then the flesh of his servant. Yeah, and so like my thing is, what happened to the body of Voldemort? Never really explained. 
Like that would have been he, the. And then we have to remember that there were people that legit thought he was dead. So does that mean that there was a body? In. There the had house? to have been. And then what? What happened to it? What happened like, to that body? Why didn't we just reanimate that one? Because that makes the most sense. But then I'm like, but if if there had been a body, why would? I mean, Dumbledore's smarter than everybody else. But even Dumbledore would be like, well, there's a body. He's obviously dead. Because he didn't know about her. Yeah, because I'm wondering, because, like, the only other options are for them knowing he's dead. Is Harry speaking? <laughs> or Snape running in and saying it. But then he got, he wasn't even there right then. He wasn't technically there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's, a, that's only there's the movie. Or, unless, no, I know, he wasn't there yet. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, or Dumbledore seeing it somehow and just not intervening. It's, I mean, I'm just saying, like, could be what, I, like, nobody has. They never believe him because they never see Voldemort. The entire movie uh, series, yeah. The one time that he dies, they never see him die, and they still believe he's dead. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I love the, I love that. It's only when I start thinking rationally that I, sorry, <laughs> have problems with Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter, but going back to that moment, like, you're good. How long was Harry there in that house if someone picked him up? Because he they he died like at midnight on Halloween, and he doesn't get dropped off on the to the Dursleys till like almost midnight November first. So twenty four hours, and where is his baby? So you're assuming he's with with um, Dumbledore, but he's not because Hagrid brings him from the house. I, and we know Hagrid runs into Sirius, so what, there's a discussion well, there. Well, I would say there's, I would say he, I know, I, I would say that Dumbledore is probably, or I mean, that's, you have a couple theories. I would say that Dumbledore probably, somebody, I would say Dumbledore, because he's the one that pounces around the most. I would say he got him and dropped him off, and then had to make arrangements for him to, Harry to stay somewhere. Maybe. Within that day, which I think that makes the most sense. The only other thing, honestly, that I honestly love, I don't believe it actually happened, but what if Snape had him for a day? What if he did, though? I would see Hagrid having him for a day or Snape having him for a day. Yeah, but Hagrid wasn't there. But Hagrid's the one that brings him to there. Right, but how does Hagrid get him? He goes to the house and gets him. He says that. I don't remember him saying anything. I don't remember that. Because he has a whole fight with Sirius at the house. Not um, wanting to bring Harry. Because Harry, cause Sirius loves Harry because he's the godfather. Because he's like, um... Yeah. Then why? My child. As I'm saying, well, then wh where was Sirius this whole time? He went to the house after he found out that they were dead. So how long is that? How, I'm saying, how much it, time it, passed? We don't know how long it took people to find out they were dead. I think it's the problem. Because, like, another side theory, what if Sirius was there? But Sirius was there. And just let him die. Sirius wouldn't have let him die. What if, but I'm saying, what if he did? What if he was, like, a, a double agent? I don't believe that for a second. I'm just saying. <laughs> just He's not the dumb agent. Agent of chaos. You'd be like a triple, quadruple agent at that point. I won't let my best friend die so I can kill her child. What is he, Russell Dulkin? I mean, if he had some ulterior motive. Well, I think his ulterior motive is like, hey, like he was free. literally arrested and taken to wizard prison. Yeah, but not, he didn't actually do people. it. I mean, I'm just saying. There had to be a reason he looked like he did. Because they thought he was a spy. Right. But he wasn't a spy. Right. That's the whole point. No, of I movie. know that. But, like, what does a spy do? Helps people on the wrong side get killed. <laughs> like, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, you were that film safe. 
I know that. That's what I'm saying. But like the whole point, like if he were there immediately when they died, oh, it would look like he just fought because he did not fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that there's a possibility. I'm not saying. Look, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that ever thought about what, about the author or any of that. That's so serious is actually actually a simulation. Yeah, I don't think that was actually ever thought yeah, no, about at all. Serious spoiled like a dog. I don't. I don't think the one thing. Like I, I know that the that I, we have to remember that this was written when very few authors had like mapped out entire series mm-hmm. or worlds. I'm like the only one I actually know of at that. Well, there's a few, but I mean, like obviously, like Tolkien had mapped his out, yeah. and then George R. R. Martin had started to map his out by the time this came out, and then I'm sure there are others. Well, Will of Time. Probably have their basically mapped out. Me along. Yeah, like I just wonder. I don't know how much she had mapped out in the. I know she said that she wrote the first book, and then she wrote the last chapter of the last book. Yeah. And she went. But she also has said that she went back to change that last chapter quite a few times because she was going to originally kill Ron. And then she was like, yeah, I can't kill the show. Couldn't mm. do it. Honest. That's why that's why Remus died. Well, I just, I don't know. I have, I have problems with it ended, too. I don't like it. But. I think if she wouldn't have had the epilogue, that was Yeah. Of course, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I don't hate the idea of Harry dying. Yeah. Because that's literally what he stands for almost the entire, movie, <laughs> entire series. <laughs> But I mean, he dies and comes back, so I guess it works. He's, he's with, he just he just didn't ascend to heaven. <laughs> well, some people think that he gave gave up his right to die. Didn't get that from the movie or the book, but maybe. that's like a super like intense theory that I came across one time, and I'm like, I can't, I cannot believe this one because it's like me. just be wandering throughout time. All his friends and family dying without, and he just keeps going. That sucks. I don't know why it really sucks. It's like the ending of Merlin. I haven't seen the ending of Merlin. I know. You I, never watch I know. It. I know. It's because I have the same problem oh, with all British, all BBC stuff. Like it's great until they bring in the CG, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. But just keep it practical or don't show it because it's just so painfully bad. Or, <laughs> it just is. Get over it and watch it for the joy. I mean, yeah, it just takes me out of it, because, like, like, I just don't like... Like, bad CG is worse than no CG. Like, I hate bad CG. That's why I hated the prequels. Star Wars. It does the same thing in Doctor Who for me. It does the same thing in Red Dwarf. I'm like, oh, I could have just not had that. I'd have been fine. I'd rather have little models. I'd rather Claymation. And I'm not a huge Claymation fan either. But I, I would rather almost anything than just painfully aging CGI. Uh, Look, before Game of Thrones, we couldn't really expect much out of these studios making Why? Because willing to no, it is a lie because um the CGI in Harry Potter is not awful. That was a movie. So, I was talking about TV studios. TV the same amount of money as a movie. No, but I mean, Thrones. I would just imagine they have. And some of Game of Thrones better. CGI is not that great either. No, but like it's actually it's a home box office, so like it makes sense they would have movie quality stuff. So BBC does not make movies. 
they don't move the people. I, I mean, yeah. I just, I just, no. I mean, I love, I like, I'm fine with their stories. Just, I don't need the CGI. I don't. Do shadow play or something. Please don't show me the, the CGI. It's just so painfully awful. And it's not even all of it. Like, Doctor Who, like, it's cheesy. Like, the Daleks are painfully, obviously... Real? Real, yeah. They're, they're practical. They, I know, they're practical. But they're painfully, obviously, just not really threatening. But, um... <laughs> but, then you see something like... I'm trying to think of a, a bad CG moment in Doctor Who. There's a lot. Um... That whole episode in the second season, and I don't think it's CGI, it's a bad. Which second season? It's, it's the second season with... The first one with David Tennant? It's, yeah, the first one with David Tennant, when they have that of love and monsters. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so bad. Which I know that was a little kid who created that, and that's fine. Yeah. But... Again, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? The, the ones that really scare me, the ones that really... Well, not scare me, but the ones that really, like, are the, just the real practical ones, like... Like just really gripped me. You have the 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 legionnaire, right? Freaking cool. Um, you have the astronaut, freaking cool storyline. You have the kids in the gas mask. Yeah, like those are really good. They're all super practical. The there's nothing fancy. The witch. Yeah, there's a few of them I like. And then you have the like the the robot, the block ones. I'm a room with David Tennant. That was a really good one. I love all the like I'm saying. Like I don't, I just don't need the I don't need the, the CGI. I love the series when it doesn't. Lean heavily into CGI. What a, there's so much, I'm listening. I'm like, there's somebody I want to go back and watch. Like, when they're in that mansion, that one's really good. Yeah. I just rewatched the Satan Pit episode and the little, the, the big red beast. I'm like, oh, man. not good. Guy. Yeah. The CGI is just awful. But the, that whole episode is, those two episodes are also really good. It's just then you get down into the pit with people chasing off against this big red Satan looking monster, and it's like, oh. Yeah. It was better when it was more psychological. That's why I think I like the the one on the train. It's all psychological. Yeah, the psychological one. That that's when it does the. Like I I was going to ask you today. I was like, man, we should. As much as it pains me, and I don't really want to, it could be an interesting podcast. We'll do like a, a rewatch. Doctor Who episode, just episode by episode. Yeah. That'd be a, a fairly simple. We'd watch it and talk about it. That's that's, that's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think we could do that. Um, of course, I do want to do a, a reread of Harry Potter at some point. Yeah. So just have aimless discussion. No, I like aimless discussion about it too. But like, especially if it's going to be like theories or whatever. Yeah. But probably get some sort of calendar or something. I'm going to try. And... and then I don't know how many. I think I'm going to eventually when I have we have I want to get a Patreon going. Mm-hmm. Those will be two different kind of channels. Or subscription pack, and then another one's gonna be like the adventure pack or whatever it's called. It's gonna have include like free sale art stuff, mm-hmm. or like I don't know what it's gonna be. Now. But I was like, then we could I can include art, writing, stuff like that. Like that could be really cool. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. A lot of work, but yeah. So, um. I don't know how to end this. Yeah, we need like a way to end. Peace.